and it's lights out for another episode of the Breaking the Chain podcast where we will discuss everything from the Austrian Grand Prix. In free practice two on Friday, there was a lot of wind around the circuit and that made it difficult for the drivers. This meant the conditions were trickier than what the drivers would have liked and Valtteri Bottas had a massive crash down at turn six, which meant he was out of the session and the team had a lot of work to do considering they'd already done two engine changes that day. This is what a team looked for after a big crash like Valtteri had. So Valtteri just had an accident, um, we're waiting for the car to be recovered, uh, it's, it's going to end up down there, we're going to assess the damage, uh, hopefully the chassis is going to be alright, if the chassis is alright then we'll um, get on with repairing it tonight, ready for uh, P3 tomorrow. There's going to be extra work for the boys over there. It will be, they've had a tough day so far, we've done two engine changes so far, so um, they're used to it but they're gonna, they'll be pretty knackered tonight I think. Another driver who had a big crash was Max Verstappen. In the same session at Turn 10, he slid into the barrier, wrecking the whole rear end of his car and ending his session early. Now on to qualifying, Lewis Hamilton got a three-place grid drop for blocking Kimi Raikkonen in Q1. This is what Lewis said about the matter. Totally deserved the penalty today and have no problem accepting it. It was a mistake on my behalf and I take full responsibility for it. It wasn't intentional anyway. Tomorrow is another day and an opportunity to rise. On a more positive note, McLaren again got inside the top six with Lando Norris as Carlos Sainz started from the back of the grid due to an engine change. On one side of the Ferrari garage, it was all celebration as Charles Leclerc got his second career pole, whilst on the other side, it was full of frustration as Sebastian Vettel had a mechanical issue and could not take part in Q3, so he ended up starting ninth. The front row of the Austrian Grand Prix was the youngest front row ever in Formula 1, which in my opinion is good for the sport because F1 is putting more faith in the future. Now, before the race had even begun, there was an interesting interview between Martin Brundle and Max Verstappen. Martin said, Lewis has been saying that the drivers should be more involved in the future of F1. And Max's reply was, we are the ones driving the car. So really, we feel what is happening on track. It's better to take all the teams out because they have nothing to say. I agree with what Max is saying because at the end of the day, the drivers are the ones that must push the limits of these cars with the regulations that are imposed on the, on the teams and the cars. In my opinion, the teams should have less input or have their input restricted and let the drivers be at the forefront of the discussion. The race start was electrifying. You had Max Verstappen go into anti-stall at the start because he did not have enough revs. Charles Leclerc, who was on pole, had the dream start pulling away from basically everyone and Lando Norris mixing it with the front runners if even only for a few corners. Kevin Magnussen was given the drive-through penalty for being out of position at the start of the race. I think this was the right call by the stewards even though he was only just beyond the yellow line at the grid slot because he basically had an advantage over the other cars around him. Ferrari had a bad pit stop in the fact that the tyres were not ready for battle when he came in. When I saw that, I had flashbacks to Monaco 2016, where the same thing happened to Daniel Ricciardo when he was at Red Bull. 
This was down to miscommunication between Vettel and the team because the mechanics did not get the message that he was coming in. So he was in the box for 6.1 seconds, whereas a normal pit stop usually takes about 2 to 3 seconds. On the last lap of the Grand Prix, Max Verstappen went for a move up the inside of Charles Leclerc into Turn 2. And they touched and were both under investigation for it, but the stewards decided not to take any further action. I agree with what the stewards did because it makes it more exciting for the fans. And I personally don't like it when the results change after the race is done. In my opinion, the race in France was quite boring and predictable because I knew from the outset that Mercedes would run away with the race. Whereas in Austria, I had no idea because it was a mixed up grid with the Mercedes starting out of position and lots of other teams got into the mix with the likes of McLaren, Alfa Romeo and others. So you didn't know who was going to win right down to the last lap. I personally like that because it keeps you from switching off and keeps you on the edge of your seat because you don't know who is going to come out on top. So, after many races of Mercedes dominance, it was exciting to see two fresh faces on the podium with Max Verstappen winning. What is it about this place, what is it about you that just draws that kind of performance out of you? Yeah, I don't know. I, I like the track, but, you know, I like a lot of tracks, but uh, the car was performing really, really well. Um, of course, we didn't have the best starts, but uh, from there on, we just stayed very calm and, um, yeah, we could, um, we could slowly get back into our position and then especially on, on the second stint because of my first and I had a flat spot so it was not ideal um, yeah we just started passing the cars ahead and um, after I passed Valtteri then I could I really started believing in a, in a victory and yeah we went for it got to talk about the move a great fight with Charles obviously towards the end watching you two side by side was fantastic and then the move that sealed it talk us through it racing that's how it's called otherwise it's better to stay at home Charles Leclerc coming home in second for Ferrari I don't know what to say um, I'm going to let you do the, the, the talking. Uh, how do you look back on what was almost the, the perfect race? Yeah, uh, we had to cover for Valtteri at the beginning uh, when we stopped. So we stopped uh, pretty early compared to uh, Verstappen. Uh, he went a bit longer. And then towards the end of the race, I'll let decide the, the stewards about it. In the car, it was pretty clear. I haven't seen the images from the outside. Uh, sometimes it's the same, sometimes it differs a little bit. But in the car, it was, uh, yeah, I felt like it was unfair. So, but now I need to see the outside image to see. Does this hurt more than, than Bahrain? Uh, yeah, probably. Because, uh, yeah, 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 probably. And Valtteri Bottas coming home in third for Mercedes. Hard day out there for Mercedes, but uh, you kept your head high and uh, and drove as hard as you could. How difficult was it? It was difficult, yeah. We suffered a lot with the overheating today of, of, the, of our unit. Um, actually, uh, yeah, the amounts of lift and coast we had to do to, to keep the temperatures low, it was getting pretty difficult to drive. And that's why I couldn't really attack, couldn't really defend that well. So it was a bit of a survival game. But uh, so in that sense, pretty pleased to be on the podium. Uh, but for sure, we can do it. We need to learn from, you know, it's, we, we had no chance to fight for the win today. While I've been recording, there have been a couple of news stories that have come in. Lewis Hamilton and Jensen Button have congratulated Honda for being a race-winning engine supplier after 13 years. When they came back to the sport in 2015, they joined forces with McLaren, hoping they could bring them success, like back in the late 80s to the early 90s. 
this was not the case because they had a horrible time because the engine was not as reliable as it is now. In other news, Benny Eccleston, who is the former owner of F1, has said how he would fix the sport and make it a better show for all. First of all, he would make two championships, so the sport would have three in total. One for the teams and one for the constructors. The constructors championship would be for the teams that manufacture the engine and chassis, for example, Mercedes and Ferrari. The car would be like a sophisticated version of an F2 car and it would have a spare engine. Bernie would give them $30 million a year to get them going but the teams would have to find the sponsors. There would also be certain rule breaks like giving the teams teams an option to refuel. All teams would have one set of tyres but if you did a pit stop you would also be able to refuel and change tyres. There would also be weight changes so that it was more even and you didn't have one team running away with the season. Although it is interesting and the sport could use with a shake-up, I don't think this would work because when they did this before in 1987 and 88 with t- with turbo and non-turbo engines, no non-turbo cars won the race. Also, if they brought back refueling, although it would add in that extra element of strategy, it is dangerous because lots of cars and people used to catch fire. Even the pit lane back in the 2009 Brazilian Grand Prix. So I think it would just be a risk that the sport doesn't need to take. We've reached the checkers flag. I hope you all enjoyed this episode and hope to catch you next time for the British Grand Prix in two weeks.